Hey guys, this is Liz Cambage. This is Nikki Collins. What up, guys? This is Ethan Stark. Hey, this is Imani Media Stafford. Hey, this is Jordan Canada. This is Asia Wilson. Welcome to the WNBA Nation. Hey, what's up, WNBA Nation? Kyle Haywood here, and I'm excited to sit down and record a little solo episode for all of you listening. Uh, Today, I'm going to be talking about my top 10 current uh, seniors in NCAA women's basketball. This is not an official, like, draft prediction, um, because I'm not going to be including any juniors that could be eligible for the draft, as well as overseas players. I am specifically looking at players who are finishing up a senior season and uh, will be eligible for the WNBA draft without you know having to choose that. So that's what we're looking for today, and I'm going to be giving you my top 10. Um, I've been watching a lot of film. I've been watching a lot of games. I've been pouring over stats. I've been looking at, you know, different team fits and a lot of different things that have kind of helped me come up with where I'm currently at with these rankings. Um, so, uh, just so everybody knows, these are pretty fluid. I update these probably every other day. I go through and take different notes and I may move players around. Um, I currently have uh, a full top 24 written out. I'm not going to go into that because that would just be, that'd be too much for one episode. Last episode, we broke down heavily my top five as it stood um, back towards the beginning of December, I think, is when uh, I, I released that last episode. Today, as we're getting a little bit closer, we're here in mid January. We're going to be taking a look at the top 10 seniors. Um, so we'll see how, how this plays out. Obviously, with different juniors declaring and other overseas players coming into effect, um, we will be taking all of that into account when we do our official you know, WNBA um, mock drafts when, when those come available. So uh, just so a clarification, if you're wondering you know, where your favorite player is that is overseas or your favorite player is that uh, is a junior, and very likely to declare from the draft, they will not be included on this list. There you have it. Um, Several players will be just barely missing this list. Uh, Don't stress um, if your favorite player is not in the top 10. Again, like I said, uh, I literally, I spent probably another hour and a half tonight um, going through and making sure that I was updated on everything and exactly where I wanted things before I pressed record. So you are getting the, you're you're getting this, you're probably not listening to this until the 15th of January, I believe is when this is going to get released. However, I'm recording this the night of the 13th. I've got a really, really busy Friday and Saturday morning. And so I didn't, uh, I I know I'm not going to have time to record that. So there may be some games played. There may be injury news. I don't know. Um, you're getting this as of 10.45 p.m. Mountain Standard Time on Thursday, January 13th. So there, this is where I stand at that point in time. Before I hop right into my list, I do just want to thank each of you who, uh, who listen to our show. We're seeing some incredible results as far as, um, as, far as where we've been with our, uh, you know, with our downloads, with our ranks. 
Um, you know, we we mentioned we recently popped into the top 100 basketball podcasts, uh, and as far as we've been able to find, we are the only WNBA and women's basketball podcast to be included in that top 100. Um, we also are in the top 1% of all podcasts in the world. Um, and if you'd have told me that uh, that you know five years ago when we started this idea that eventually a podcast about the WNBA and women's basketball would reach a top one percent status, um, that would have been you know and that and that that would be our show. That would be uh, pretty hard to believe. So we just are are super appreciative of each and every one of you and the support that you show us, the support that you show this incredible league, and that you show women's sports across the board. Um, everywhere and anywhere across the world. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, oh, one way to continue to help us to to you know get more and more results, get in front of, I was going to say get in front of more eyes, but really just uh, I guess into more ears would be the more appropriate way to say that. Um, is if you happen to be on a sub uh, on a on a podcast listening service that allows subscriptions, make sure you you've hit the subscribe button. If you can like the episode, do that. Um, if you happen to be on Apple Podcasts, you know, you're using the podcast app on your iPhone or something like that, um, go ahead and, and drop just a quick five-star review if you'll scroll down scroll down on our show. Um, you know, just right towards the bottom, click tap to rate, super fast, you know, adds that quick five-star review. We will be reading out loud any written five-star reviews um, that come through out loud on any of our, uh, on our most recent podcast. So thank you. Um, thank you for doing that. We really appreciate it. Let's jump into things. All right, here we go. All right. So last, uh, last time I, I recorded this, I had Ryan Howard at number one and Melissa Smith at number two. Um, and I mentioned that that was, that they were kind of my top tier, that it was really going to come down to, those two, um, as far as who I thought would go number one, I, I, I think it still is that way. I still put those two players in the top tier. And right now, Ryan Howard is my is still my current number one. However, the gap that was already, you know, not not very big, it was it was it was a pretty small gap. It's razor thin uh, currently because Nelissa Smith's having some fantastic she's playing some fantastic basketball. Um, you know, things are looking really strong for her, uh, just over her last, uh, six games, you know, she's averaged 25, 25, 21, 28, 12, and 30, uh, points per game, really, really strong showings. She's been in, um, double digit rebounds just about every single game this season. There's only one, two, three, three games this entire season that she hasn't had double digit rebounds. So Nelissa's playing fantastic basketball. Um, Ryan Howard had just a, a, I don't know if you'd even call it a slump, but not, not even hardly a slump, but, um, she did, uh, against both Louisville and South Carolina, uh, two of the last four games, she only dropped, you know, nine points and, uh, hasn't shot particularly well. Her three point shooting, um, ever since the beginning of December has really trailed, uh, I believe she's only shot. She's only made three three pointers in the last one, two, three, four, five, six games. Um, you know, she went zero for four, zero for two, one for six, one for six, one for four, zero for three from behind the arc. That's that's a pretty rough shooting slump. 
where prior to that she was shooting significantly better, really impressive behind the, the arc. So, like I said, a um, little bit of a shooting slump from the outside from Ryan Howard. However, I don't think that's her biggest strength and reason why teams would be looking to uh, draft her at potentially that number one spot. And that's why I think she still holds that ever so so thin edge against uh, Nalissa Smith as far as my personal rankings go for uh, – you know, for where we're at currently. Um, for those of you who maybe missed my first episode where I broke down some of these players, I'll have just add a couple little notes here. First of all, uh, Ryan Howard is, uh, is a big guard. All right. She's a guard that makes dribbling just look extremely easy. Um, Basically, the way that she dribbles, the way that she handles the ball, the way that her release, it looks like she's moving in slow motion, but it's just because it's so smooth. It's everything smooth. Nothing looks forced. Nothing looks out of control. Um, she can play with pace while also, um, you know, keeping her head up and and being able to to utilize that incredible floor vision that she has. And to be honest, her size is a big reason why I think that her game is going to translate very well over to the WNBA. Um, we see some players that, you know, are incredible stars through college and then come into the WNBA and don't do so hot. You know, uh, look at uh, uh, Megan Gustafson, for example, you know, and a, a major incredible player comes in, in, into the WNBA and the game just doesn't translate as well just because of the size of the players and whatnot. Um, obviously, she's still carving out somewhat of a career. She, you know, she's currently signed with, uh, with uh, I believe, Washington and, and is, is doing well, right? By, for all intents and purposes, making a career out of it. But she was, you know, player of the year type player in college. Um, Ryan Howard is, um, has, has those college accolades, but she's, she's, the media is a little more quiet about her than they are, you know, like an Aaliyah Boston, Paige Beckers, uh, Caitlin Clark type of player, you know? So, uh, Ryan Howard, a little bit under, I guess you could, could say maybe under marketed. Um, but honestly, I think that she, I think her game is going to translate very well. If I could compare her to a, another player, I'd say she's Chelsea gray, but has a better shot than Chelsea gray. Um, that's kind of where I'm at. Maybe, a um, and, and a little bit quicker, I would say, uh, with her, um, with with where she uh, with where she can play. So Ryan Howard, I think, will translate her game very well to the league. Um, the other small reason that I would have Howard over Nalissa Smith currently is, as it stands, Washington has the number one draft pick, and with that number one draft pick, um, I think that Howard fits uh, with fits with Washington a little bit better than Nalissa does. Um, I think having a guard with size in Washington would, would do wonders for that squad and really, um, really fits that need. So there we go. However, again, uh, this shooting slump continues. Maybe we see a little bit drop of in production from Howard or, you know, and Nalissa stays consistent where she's been. Um, I am not upset at all if somebody has Nalissa at number one and Ryan Howard at number two. I get it. I, I'm totally cool with that. As it stands right now, slight edge to Ryan Howard. Okay, moving on to Nalissa Smith. Let's let's go to, you know, uh, I guess you, if I called Ryan Howard 1A, Nalissa Smith would be 1B, right? 
just depends on on uh really the the personality of of uh maybe how they would fit in with this team. So Melissa Smith is just an absolute monster on the boards. An absolute monster on the boards. I just I just mentioned that um you know earlier she's been playing some phenomenal basketball. Uh she's only had three games all season that she hasn't hit double digit rebounds. Um you know she's She's averaging 12.3 rebounds per game and 21.1 points per game. She just, in in just her last couple games, uh, has looked really, really strong. Uh, you know, she dropped 30 points most recently uh, yesterday as I'm recording this against Oklahoma. Melissa Smith, um, big-time player. Uh, I think where we could see her having... Uh, oh, sorry, I got my... <laughs> I had my uh, Siri go off on me. So, um, but Nelissa Smith, big time player, uh, and at six four, I think her game could translate pretty well to the league. Um, the difficult part about a player uh, of Nelissa's caliber at six four is she's slightly undersized for a true like forward. Um, uh, but I I could easily see her playing like a, an Asia Wilson type role, right? That you're not the you're not the number one center, you're not that big interior presence necessarily, um, but you're not an oh like you're not an outside threat, you know? Like a Brianna Stewart has, you know, kind of plays that power forward position, but is a, a really strong outside threat. Melissa um, Smith's not, um, you know, she's not ignoring a three point shot. She takes one almost every single game. But, um, you know, doesn't shoot super well from behind the arc. We'll take it if, if absolutely given the opportunity and wide open, um, but doesn't shoot a great percentage out there. Um, however, easily could be an area of her game that she adds once she arrives in the league. If she does add an element of outside shooting, watch out. Melissa Smith might be the best player uh, in this draft. So... Um, she might be the best player in the draft without that outside shot. If she adds an outside shot, I think that any team would be um, just kicking themselves if they didn't take the opportunity to draft Nelissa Smith. So that's where I'm at with her. Um, uh, probably her greatest attribute isn't necessarily just her rebounding, but she also uh, she just naturally has the sense for spacing on offense. And which allows her to just get into really, you know, these these perfect little seams where guards and wings can can get her the ball uh, for a, for a quick shot. All right, um, moving on to my number three player. This is my first change of order from my previous episode. Um, I had Nas Hillman at number four previously. She's moved up to my number three spot. Nas is doing. She's she's playing great basketball right now. She's staying, you know, fairly consistent. Um, overall, shooting shooting really well from the field, shooting re- really well from, uh, you know, the free throw line. She's not an outside shooter, you know, uh, as a forward at six foot two, uh, maybe a, a slightly undersized forward uh, if she's to translate into the league. But again, um, you know, we've seen players carve out a really solid. Uh, a really solid place in the league. I just think that what I'm seeing from her is her play continues to be consistent. Um, she uh, She's quick. 
that's where which what she lacks in size she makes up for in you know her speed her footwork um and uh honestly she's just clinical when it comes to you know po- post moves just um where where she really thrives is uh if if she can get the ball and you know does a post move or or can drive to the rim watch out uh i, I mentioned this last uh last time i did this but she has an absolutely lethal uh spin move you know uh just to spin around a player it's it's so fast and she can go right or left and uh and it's she's just as deadly either side so nas hill uh nas hillman coming in at my number three spot great player um and uh yeah okay um from here on out after going through these these top three i'm gonna i'm gonna probably speed up the pace just a little bit to get through the rest of this top 10 um next up on my number four is uh shakira austin she dropped down from three to four shakira is uh is a she's got great size and um you know does a really does a really good job of of being that big body and uh and rebounds like crazy however i feel like um just other skills and, and, and being a threat on offense really lacks here. And I think if you're going to go into the, into the league, into the WNBA, and go in the top three, you have to be a bit of a, of, of a threat on offense. You can't be all rebounds. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think that that's, that's where I feel like uh, Shakira is having – um, a little bit of a fall off is, you know, she's she struggled a little bit in her scoring um, over the last, you know, five games. She's had three games where she's scored less than 10 points per game, um, hasn't shot necessarily, you know, overly impressive from the field in those games. Um, however, I will say this um, against a very good Tennessee squad, as all of you have, I'm sure been noticing Tennessee's playing great basketball this season. She did drop 26 points, nine rebounds and, uh, and went eight for 10 from the field. So a really strong showing from her against Tennessee, um, against a really good squad there. So I think that the better teams that she plays, the better she plays. I think she shows up when, um, when they play against really good opponents. And so I'm excited to see as Ole Miss gets into this SEC play as they continue to play, you know, some of these, uh, you know, Texas A&M and Kentucky and uh, Tennessee, you know, gets another shot at that. I think that as as uh, Ole Miss gets into the SEC play, she's going to have more opportunities to play against some of these bigger teams. And I could easily bump her back up to that number three spot if – her production goes up when the competition goes up because that's a quality that you really want to see in a player. Okay, moving on to number five overall, I've got Ashley Jones out of Iowa State. She is staying put in my rankings right where she's at. Six foot one guard forward combo um, out of Iowa State. Uh, Ashley is a fantastic shooter. Um, she's really that kind of slashing She's the uh, she's she's the wing player that if if left open is going to drain the three right in your face. But if you come out and don't close out properly on you on her, she will blow right past you and and head to the and head to attack the rim. Um, so I'd like to see her improve on her passing and court vision a little bit. I feel like um, 
I'm not saying she doesn't have a high basketball IQ, but it doesn't necessarily translate well in the way that she moves the ball on offense. So um, I think she's a great scoring uh, a great scoring option for a team that might be looking to add some perimeter shooting to their team. Um, I think that she's a she just squeaks into the top five for me uh, as far as uh, as far as um, where I have her in my rankings. Um, she's staying consistent. She's scoring, you know, 29, 17, 21, 27. She's shooting well from, uh, from the floor. Um, she's, you know, an 87% free throw shooter. Um, she's just got it down. And I think that, uh, she's a great option for, uh, for teams in this first round. Number six, this is where, uh, we start to get into some of the names that I didn't mention last time I did my breakdown. So here's my six through 10. These are new names to the list um, as far as you are aware of and, and where I currently have them. Uh, number six is Alyssa Kunane out of NC State, a six foot five center. Um, Alyssa has uh, one of the better smiles. I, I you know, she's kind of she's known for her smile. She smiles off the court and quite a bit on the court, if I'm being honest with the amount of film that I've watched uh, and games that I've seen from Kunane. Um Kanane is a uh, actually doesn't shoot a ton from outside. She's not a great perimeter scorer. However, um, she shoots fifty four point fifty four point five percent from the field overall. Is currently averaging thirteen point six points per game and seven point six assist or no, excuse me not assist seven point six rebounds per game. Um, She's she's just a really solid overall player. She's she isn't a specialist in any one area, but for someone who's six foot five, she can play outside fairly well. She's she's a pretty decent passer. She's kind of the jack of all trades, but um, not necessarily uh, a master of any of them. Uh, you know, she she doesn't have a, a super strong. I guess specialty, but she's an overall kind of utility player on offense and defense. And at six foot five, having a utility player at six foot five that can play, you know, a couple different positions. I think that uh, with the right, with the right fit, uh, Alyssa Kinane could carve out a very, very good um, career in the WNBA. Moving on to my number seven spot. Is that where we are? Seven, right? Yeah, seven. Okay. I've got Destiny Henderson. Now, Destiny Henderson might not be putting up the uh, the most incredible um, stat lines. Okay, she's she's not uh, she's not someone who fills up the stat sheet left and right like crazy. But if you watch Destiny Henderson, she is uh, she is clearly. Uh, kind of the engine that makes this this absolute machine of South Carolina women's basketball go. She's she's the one that's pushing the envelope. She's the one that's running this offense that's absolutely lethal. They're number one in the country for a reason, and it's uh, uh, it's because they have s- some of the very best players in the country. And Destiny Henderson is absolutely on that list. Um, I think that she fits really well right about at this point in the draft as as we sit right now. I wouldn't uh I probably wouldn't stretch and, and take her in a top 3 or 4 position, but if she's still sitting or sitting around at this 7 8 area of the draft, I think that she is an absolutely incredible value at that at that spot. Um 
again, because her super high basketball IQ, um, reads the floor really well. Uh, I think she's an underrated defender. I think not enough people talk about her defense and, and what she can do there. And the transition, um, the transition offense where, uh, is a really, really strong, um, point of her game as well. So that's where I've got destiny Henderson out of South Carolina, uh, at my number seven spot. Moving on to number eight, um, Westbrook out of Yukon. Avina Westbrook out of Yukon, six foot, uh, a six foot tall guard. Um, and I know that a lot of people have a few different Yukon players uh, in like first round pre- prediction. The, the, the last part of the first round, if you look around, uh, you know, people's ideas on, on who's going to go in the last part of the, of the, of the first round, you might see three or four different Yukon names. Me personally, uh, Westbrook's the one that if, if I am taking a player in the first round and I got to pick one out of UConn, she's the one I'm taking. Um, six foot guard, um, really, really strong performance. Again, doesn't stuff the stat sheet like, um, you know, she's similar to Destiny Henderson that way. But again, this boils down to is she a player that makes the players around her better? Yes, that's where I think. Uh, Westbrook really shines, um, has had some really, really strong games, uh, as of late, um, just dropped, uh, you know, 13 points at Butler, um, struggled a little bit, uh, against Louisville and especially Creighton only dropping six and two there. Um, but you know, if you draft Westbrook, you're not looking for a volume scorer. You're looking for a facilitator that, um, that's kind of a, a, uh, able to to make the players around her better. She's enough of a threat that you have to respect her her shooting ability. Um, but uh, again, defensively, a really strong player here. So I'm going to go with Westbrook uh, at my um, at my number eight spot. All right, number nine, and I I honestly almost had this player even higher than this. Um, I've got Veronica Burton out of Northwestern at my number nine spot. Uh, she's a five foot nine guard. And let me just tell you, if you guys have been sleeping on Veronica Burton, because you haven't heard much about her, the national media does not cover Northwestern basketball or Veronica Burton nearly enough. She's currently averaging 18 points per game. Um, you know, five and a half boards per game. And that's not the biggest, that's not the biggest, uh, talent that she has. Her steals and assists are some of the best that I've seen uh, from anybody in the country. She, I, I think that um, she has had four or more steals in every game except for it looks like three this season. Yeah, if you, if your low end is like a three and a half steals, you know, is is kind of the over under for the steals that you're going to get that game but you're getting upwards of seven or eight steals in a game. She just, she has a nose for the ball. Then on the offensive side of of things, you know, she's shooting, um, shoots really well, 41, almost 42% from the field, 36% from uh, behind the arc, 88% from the free throw line. Um, Again, she's a offensive threat and a defensive wizard and has been the anchor of this Northwestern basketball squad stop sleeping stop sleeping on veronica burton um if she somehow fell to like 
the last pick of the first round or the first pick of the of the second round, I I would be surprised. I think that I think that um, WNBA execs and coaches have to be watching her um, a little closer than the national media is. So quit sleeping, Veronica Burton. She's gonna she's gonna be a problem for a lot of teams. Okay, so that's who I have uh, at my at my number nine spot here. Last but not least, and this is where a bunch of you are going to be either disappointed or excited based on who I've placed here at my number 10. Um, now, my 8 through 10 have shifted a lot. I will say that. There's been, I think I've had seven different players occupy those spots, 8 through 10, over just the last you know, probably two weeks. So... This is again as it sits currently at uh, you know eleven ten p.m. on Thursday the thirteenth of January. I've got Ray Burrell out of Tennessee. Now here's some of you were maybe wondering, hey, you know, <laughs> how how come we didn't hear about her earlier? And I think a lot of play, a lot of uh, players, a lot of coaches, a lot of fans understand um, the excitement that surrounds Ray Burrell. Um, she's really feisty on the court, has a lot of, uh, has a lot of energy that she brings. She's a great leader. However, as far as like her actual game and skills in the game, um, I don't know if I have her higher than a top 10 player for this draft. Um, I don't think that she's a top five. I could see arguments being made for a little bit higher, but currently after only playing four games this season because of a leg injury, you know, she she's just not able to put it together very well. You know, she's only she's only six and six and a half points per game right now, which again, I understand leg injury, missed a lot, limited minutes. I I get it. Okay, so let's take a look at her junior season. Sixteen point eight points per game, um, only one point eight assists per game and four point six rebounds per game. Nothing like nothing insane. She's a decent shooter. from the field, 40% from the three-point line, and 82.5% from the free-throw, or yeah, 40% from the three-point line, 82.5% from the free-throw line. Um, Again, solid, and I'm not, I hope that, I hope that people aren't, you know, upset that I have her at 10. Um, Some people would maybe make you the argument that she hasn't done enough to even uh, earn that top 10, and that's why I've got her right where she is currently. I would love to be able to evaluate a little bit more of where she's at um, right now. I think especially leading into the WNBA draft, I want to see, you know, where are you at currently? What's your, what's your status moving forward? And so obviously we're going to get a lot more of a body of work from uh, Ray Burrell as the season progresses and as Tennessee, you know, looks like a really strong team, even when Burrell was out um, they're going to have an opportunity to play some really strong SEC teams as we're into conference play. And moving into, I'm assuming, you know, uh, unless the wheels completely fall off for Tennessee, I, they're going to be in the the NCAA tournament with opportunities to make some noise there. Um, Ray Burrell, I want to see more of a body of work from you, and I know injuries out of your control. So bring it. I'd love to evaluate a little bit more from that. And, uh, yeah, I hope that uh, I hope that I can – see a little bit more from uh, what you've got going on at Tennessee. Well, 
that's rounds out my top 10. I hope that you enjoyed that. Uh, we like to do some of these little mini, uh, solo episodes as we, as time permits, you know, sometimes it's hard to get together to record. And so we have little specialties, you know, I know Steve's looking at some different W history stuff. Um, Logan and Jason, uh, both looking individually at some things that they want to hop into. You guys heard, uh, Jason's take on the PHF, um, a couple episodes ago. So, um, hope you enjoy these little mini episodes to kind of get you through the rest of your week. Um, make sure you're watching for us on twitch.tv slash WNBA nation as we go live. Um, the next time that we plan on going live is next Monday. Uh, so the 17th. We're planning on going live. That's usually around 10 p.m. Eastern, um, 7 p.m. Pacific, roughly. Sometimes slightly earlier, sometimes slightly later. But that's generally when you can find us our Monday nights and Wednesday nights at that time. Um, if you want to hop in and, and be a part of our discussion along with our Twitch chat. And uh, honestly, just hang out with us. Uh, we, we do a lot of hanging out before episodes and after episodes, talking about things that don't make the cutting room floor or that end up on the cutting room floor um, as, as far as the official um, podcast coming out as you are listening to it now. Um, great way to interact with us. So please, by all means, hop over to Twitch and just hang out. Um, Thanks again for listening. That's pretty much all I've got for you tonight. Enjoy your weekend. Please stay safe, be smart, and continue to support women's sports across the board. For WNBA Nation, my name's Kyle Haywood, and we got you next time.